Chapter 25 Damu Anna Kesar of Ahmednagar Speculations Amra Leela Preliminary We begin this chapter with a prostration with all our eight limbs to Sai Baba who is an ocean of mercy the god incarnate the parabrahma and the great yogeshwara that is the lord of yoga victory be unto sai baba who is the crest jewel of the saints and abode of all auspicious things our atma ram that is self and the sole refuge of the devotees we prostrate ourselves before him who has attained the aim and end of life sai baba is always full of mercy what is wanted on our part is wholehearted devotion to him when a devotee has got firm faith and devotion his wishes are soon fulfilled when the desire arose in the mind of hemant pant to write the life and leelas of sai baba he immediately got it written by him when the order to keep the memos was given hemant pant was in, inspired and his intellect got strength and boldness to undertake and finish the work he was not as he says qualified to write the work but the gracious blessings of baba enabled him to complete the undertaking and thus you have this sat charita which is a cistern or a somarkand jewel from which nectar in the form of sai leelas oozes out for the readers to drink to their heart's content whenever a devotee had complete and wholehearted devotion to sai baba all his calamities and dangers were warded off and his welfare attended to by baba the story of damodar sawalra ranasi kasar of amadnagar now of pune alias damuanna illustrating the above statement is given below damuanna The readers are aware that a mention of this gentleman was made in the 6th chapter regarding the celebration of Ram Navmi festival in Shirdi. He went to Shirdi about the year 1895 AD when the Ram Navmi utsav celebration began and since that time he has been providing an ornamental flag for that occasion every year. He also feeds the poor and the fakirs who come there for the festival. His speculations: one, cotton trading. A Mumbai friend of Damu Anna wrote to him that they should do some cotton speculation business in partnership, which would bring them about two lakhs of rupees as profit. Damu Anna says in his statement. made about the year 1936 to mr b v narasimha swami that the proposal about speculating at mumbai in cotton was from a broker who was not to be a partner and that he damu anna was to be the sole adventurer of the devotee's experience the broker wrote that the business was good and involved no risks and that the opportunity should not be lost 
Damuanna was vacillating, he could not at once determine to venture into this speculation. He thought over this and as he was a devotee of Baba, he wrote a detailed letter to Shama giving all the facts and requested him to consult Baba and take his advice in the matter. Shama got the letter next day and when he went with it at noon to the masjid and placed it before Baba. He asked Shama what the matter was and what the letter was about. He replied that Damu Anna of Nagar wanted to consult him about something. Then Baba said, what does he write and what does he plan? It seems that he wants to reach the sky and he is not content with what God has given him. Read his letter. Shama then said, the letter contains that what you have just said. O Deva, you sit here calm and composed and agitate the devotees and when they get restless, you draw them here, some in person and others through letters. If you know the contents of the letter, why do you then press me to read it? Baba said, O Shama, read it. I speak at random and who believes me? Then Shama read the letter and Baba heard it attentively and said feelingly, the Sait Damu Anna has gone mad. Write to him in reply that nothing is wanting in his house. Let him be content with the half loaf that is bread he has and not bother himself about lacks. Shama sent the reply which Damu Anna was anxiously waiting for. After reading it, he found that all his hopes and prospects about lakhs of rupees as profit were dashed to the ground. He thought that he had done a mistake by consulting Baba. But as Shama had hinted in the reply that there was always much difference in seeing and hearing and that therefore he should come to Shirdi personally and see Baba. He thought it was advisable to go to Shirdi and consult Baba personally about the affair. So he went to Shirdi, saw Baba, prostrated himself before him and sat shampooing his legs. He had no courage to ask Baba openly about the speculation, but he thought in his mind that it would be better if some share in the business should be assigned to Baba and said in his mind that if Baba were to help him in this transaction, he would surrender some share of profits to him. Damu Anna was thus thinking secretly in his mind, but nothing was wailed from Baba. Everything past, present and future were clear to him. A child wants sweets, but his mother gives bitter pills. The former spoil his health, while the latter improve it. So the mother, looking to the welfare of her infant, coaxes and gives bitter pills. Baba, kind mother as he was, knew the present and future prospects of his devotees, and therefore, reading Damu Anna's mind, he openly spoke to him, Babu, I do not want to be entangled in any such worldly things, sharing profits. On seeing Baba's disapproval, Danu Amma dropped the enterprise. Grain Dealing Then he thought of trading in rice, wheat and other grains. 
Baba read this thought also and said to him, You will be buying at five shares and selling at seven shares a rupee. So this business was also given up. The rise in the prices of grains was kept up for some time and Baba's prophecy seemed to be falsified. But in a month or two, there was abundant rain everywhere and the prices suddenly fell down and therefore those who stored grains suffered a severe loss. Damu Anna was saved forth this fate. Needless to say that the cotton speculation which was conducted by the broker with the help of another merchant also collapsed with severe loss to the adventurers. After seeing that, Baba had saved him from two severe losses in cotton and grain speculations, Damu Anna's faith in Baba grew stronger and he remained a true devotee of Baba till his passing away. Amralila or Mango Miracle Once a parcel of about 300 good mangoes was received at Chirdi. It was sent from Goa by one Mamladdar named Rele to Sai Baba in the name of Shama. When it was opened, all the mangoes were found to be in good condition. They were given in Shama's charge and only four were retained and placed in the kolamba or the pot by Baba. He said, these four fruits are for Damuanna. Let them lie there. This Damuanna had three wives. According to his statement mentioned above, he had not three but two wives only. He had no issue. He consulted many astrologers and himself studied astrology to some extent and found that as there was a papi or inauspicious planet in his horoscope, there was no prospect of any issue to him in this life. But he had great faith in Baba. When he went to Shirdi, two hours after the receipt of the mango parcel for worshipping Baba, he said, Though other people are looking for the mangoes, they are damyas. He whose they are should eat and die. Damu Anna on hearing these words was first shocked, but on Mahalsapati, a Shirdi devotee, explaining to him that death meant the death of ego and to have it at Baba's feet was a blessing. Damu Anna said that he would accept the fruits and eat them. But Baba said to him, Do not eat yourself, but give them to your younger wife. This Amralila or the mango miracle of four mangoes will give her four sons and four daughters. This was done, and in due course it was found Baba's words turned out true and not those of the astrologers. Baba's speech established its efficacy or greatness while he was living in the flesh, but it did the same even after his passing away. Baba said, Believe me, though I pass away, my bones in my tomb would be speaking, moving and communicating with those who would surrender themselves wholeheartedly to me. Do not be anxious that I would be absent from you. You will hear my bones speaking and discussing your welfare. But remember me always. Believe in me. 
heart and soul, and then you will be most benefited. Prayer Heman Path closes this chapter with a prayer. O Sai Satguru, the wish-fulfilling tree of the Bhaktas, we pray, let us never forget and lose sight of your feet. We have been troubled with the ins and outs, that is, births and deaths in this sansar. Now free us from this cycle of births and deaths. Restrain us from the outgoing of our senses to their objects and introvert us and bring us face to face with the Atma, that is the Self. As long as this outgoing tendency of the senses and the mind is not checked, there is no prospect of self-realization. Neither son, nor wife, nor friend will be of any use in the end. It is only you who will give us salvation and bliss. Destroy completely our tendency for discussions and other evil matters. Let our tongue get a passion for chanting your name. Drive out our thoughts and make us forget our bodies and do away with our egoism. Make us ever remember your name and forget all other things. Remove the restlessness of our mind and make it steady and calm. If you just clasp us, the darkness of night of our ignorance will vanish and we shall live happily in your light. That you made us drink the nectar of your leelas and awakened us from our slumber is due to your grace and our store of merits and past births. Note, in this connection, the following extract from Damu Anna's statement mentioned above is worth perusal. Once when I sat at his feet, along with many others, I had two questions in my mind and he gave answers to both. Question 1. There, there are so many crowding to Sai Baba. Do they all get benefit from him? To this he replied orally. Look at the mango tree in blossom. If all the flowers become fruit, what a splendid crop it would be. But do they? Most fall off, either as flowers or as unripe fruits by wind, etc. Very few remain. Number two. The second question was about myself. If Baba were to pass away, how hopelessly adrift I would be and how am I to fare then? To this Baba answered that he would be with me whenever and wherever I thought of him. That promise he had kept up before 1918 and has been keeping up after 1918. He is still with me. He is still guiding me. This was about 1910 to 1911 when brothers separated from me and my sister died and there was a theft and police inquiry. All these incidences made me very disturbed. When my sister died, my mind was much upset. I did not care for life and enjoyments. When I went to Baba, he pacified me with his upadesh and made me eat a feast of Poranpoli at Appa Kulkarni's house. There was a theft in my house. 
a 30-year-old friend of mine stole my wife's jewel box, including her auspicious nub, which is the nose ring. I wept before Baba's photo. The next day, the man returned the jewel box and asked for pardon. Bow to Shri Sai. Peace be to all.